0: Chapter 26 of A Broken Bond This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. A Broken Bond by Nicholas Carter Chapter 26 Have you done the trick? Stone dropped back on the soft cushions of the car and passed his hands across his eyes. It had been a hasty and disordered flight that had followed his act and carried him down the fire escape on reaching the lower platform he had crawled through the ladder opening and let himself down and dropped to the pavement of the court then he had sped across the country yard and out into the side street there he had moderated his pace for fear of attracting attention if a passing policeman should see him he had still hurried along however Finally and fearfully, until he saw the waiting machine. Bolensby's head had been thrust out of the closed car for a moment as Stone approached. Then the door had been opened and the miner had jumped in. Where is the syringe? Bolensby asked. Stone mechanically thrust his hand into his pocket and withdrew the leather case. There was a look of satisfaction in the physician's eyes as he took charge of his property again. I was worried for fear you might have left that behind, he said in his thin voice. The most careful of us make slips now and then. I made no slip, came the answer in a strange voice. If that thing was charged with death as you told me, then Wither Crawford is doomed. You need have no fear of the potency of my preparation, Bolansby assured him. From tonight you may look upon yourself as virtually a millionaire. I don't care so much about that, the miner began. It was his tall, raw-boned form stiffened suddenly, and he drew in a deep, noisy breath. Just such a breath as a man might take when awakened from a long sleep. He turned swiftly upon the astounded Follensby, and the latter involuntarily shrank away. He feared that stone might do him some harm, and knew that he was far from a physical match for the hard-muscled miner. Nothing was further from Stone's thoughts, though. His unexpected move had another meaning. What was it that made me want to kill my best friend, he demanded in tragic bewilderment. Quick as a flash, the truth burst on Dr. Follensby. The strain and intense excitement under which Stone had labored must have wrought a startling but by no means unprecedented change in his mental condition. He was indeed a sleeper awakened. It had probably been some subtle excitement that had unhinged his brain in the first place, and now thanks to the law of balance, a more powerful excitement had come near to bringing him back to his senses. What was it? What was it? The poor fellow gasped, leaning forward and peering at Follenspeed through the half-gloom of the limousine. Why did I want to kill Wynne? By heavens, man! Speak! Speak! There must have been a reason. The strained voice rose almost to a shriek, and Follensby began to fear that his companion might attract attention and call down a demanded to stop the car for an investigation. Although it was past three o'clock in the morning, the streets were not quite empty, for New York Street rarely are. They flashed past a brightly lidded corner, and the doctor saw the uniformed figure of a policeman pacing slowly along and looking in their direction at any moment stone might burst out into a storm of self-reproach and there was no telling to what lengths his remorse might carry him it was a situation which required a master hand and the way in which Speed tackled it was typical of his shrewdness and lack of conscience instead of attempting to explain to stone he leaned forward and suddenly gave the miner a hearty clap on the shoulder. At last, he ejaculated in tones of the greatest relief and satisfaction. Thank heavens, you've come back to your senses. He was playing a deep game now, and the way in which the haggard eyes of his companion turned upon him might have touched his heart, had anything been there to touch. Come back to my senses? Stone repeated, uncomprehendingly. What do you mean by that? Then a great hope flamed up in his eyes. Had Folensby been merely humoring him, seeming to fall in with his madness? Had the hypodermic been harmless after all? End of chapter 26